Hey, I'm Mike Kramer, KramerNow.com, and I help people build passive income without expensive programs by building unique digital assets that help others. So we still have our business deal of the day going on back to school. Of course, is come starting for some soon, if it hasn't already. Starting uh, just a week or two ago, Adobe started offering the Creative Cloud all apps prepaid subscription at over 60% off, plus the first month free for students and teachers. It's uh, now till September 5th, so you can still get in on it. I'll put a link to this deal in the description below. Uh, I personally use Adobe Creative Cloud for all my content creation and edit my podcast and videos. So uh, in the last episode, I mentioned the 10 circles of interest. So let's we're going right into the deep dive here on something called money dials. So the last episode, I had mentioned the 10 circles of interest, I called it, or life categories. I was off by a little bit there. So it's actually called Money Dials by Ramit Seki. The 10 money dials that he mentioned are self-improvement, freedom, health and fitness, convenience, luxury, generosity, social status, experiences, relationships, and travel. So a little background info on money dials. Money dials are a concept by Ramit Sethi that help to explain the different categories of spending habits and why we spend money on them. According to Sethi, there are 10 money dials. We spend money on status to gain social prestige and admiration from others. We spend money on convenience to save time and make our lives easier. By understanding our money dials, we can be more mindful of our spending habits and make wiser choices about how to use our money. So next time you're about to make a purchase, ask yourself which money dial is driving your decision. If it's not one that will bring you lasting happiness or security, then it might be best to steer clear. So that background info was brought to you by our artificial intelligence computer, Jasper AI. If you're not using Jasper to write your copy, your headlines, blog posts, or even YouTube scripts, you have to check it out and start spitting out content like a machine. So Jasper AI, formerly known as Jarvis, it's the future of writing. Never have writer's block again. So we still have our special offer. You get 10,000 bonus credits. If you sign up with my link in the description, uh, I'll put that below. So from Ramit's own blog, he describes the money dials as the most uh, fascinating part of it is when we're misaligned with our money dials. So for example, some people say family is number one to them, but if you look at their calendars and their spending, family is not even in the top 10. And that's something we talked about. Uh, it's exactly what we were talking about in the last episodes where you can look at someone's calendar or where they spend their time to see what's really important to them. And if it's misaligned with what they think is important to them, that's where they can find more happiness is if they get those in alignment. So think about if you had $25,000 to spend on one of those above categories I mentioned, which one would you put your money into? That's likely your number one money dial. So his overall concept is to learn and practice conscious spending which enables you to redirect your spending from your other areas, you know, turn those dials down. That's why he calls them dials to spend extravagantly on your preferred money dial, cranking that dial all the way up. So he calls them money dials because you can turn them up or down. If you learn them, you can turn down the ones that don't matter, crank up the ones that do matter to live a life that you love. So that's why he wrote a book on it, has a website on it. Let's go over some money or let's go over some examples from each money dial so you could figure out which ones might be most important to you. And it's typically one number one money dial that you want to, you know, crank up. So 
give you some quick examples from each one. So there's self-improvement. That's like if you spend money on taking online courses, you know, on copywriting, social skills, whatever. Uh, maybe sign up for an in-person class, public speaking, dance, hire a trainer at the gym, you know, that sort of thing. The freedom money dial is kind of weird to me. Uh, it makes sense, but even the author couldn't provide any brief examples. It's essentially wanting to have enough money that you don't have to even think about money. So you can spend on whatever you want because cost is rarely a consideration. But it's not pure luxury or pure any other dial. It's not quite convenience either. So a lot of these do overlap, and he admits that. Uh, but you'll know which one is which based on your, your why you want that thing. So the what might tell you a couple, one or, or more dials, but the why you want it, it would be why, you know, defining that one dial. So one example of freedom is like somebody saved up enough money so they could take a whole year off of work. Another example was having enough money saved where they didn't have to choose a job purely based on how much money they make. It could be more about the schedule. Uh, yet another one was saving up enough money to fulfill their dream of making their own movie featured in theaters. So if I had to sum it up, I would say freedom money dial has to do with saving up enough money to spend on your dreams, which are not in any one dial. So like I said, it's kind of weird. I thought freedom was the most important to me, but then I realized that I don't really think this way about saving and, and that. So my ultimate goal is freedom as well, but you know the way I get there is by spending on the other dials so that I eventually have enough passive cash flow to do what I want, not necessarily saving. So uh, I think that's a better definition, but he doesn't list it that way, so hopefully I'm understanding it. Let me know in the comments uh, if you're on YouTube or just hit me up on IG. Instagram, if you feel that I'm off or if you have a better definition for that. So uh, the health and fitness dial, now that's like you're spending a membership at a gym based on its quality, not necessarily the distance from your house. You, you really want the best. Personal trainer, nutritionist, you spend money on that. Choosing food based on macro diets, not just uh, the, the taste. Selective about your workout gear, you know, getting like the best quality gear and things like that. The convenience money dial would be like travel apps. You know, you spend money on those, Ubers, extra iPhone chargers, pre-cooked meals, everything delivered, uh, automated bank accounts, and automation in other parts of your life. So that would uh, indicate that your, you know, convenience is an important money dial to you. The luxury money dial is basically overspending on an item because of the feeling or experience that you get from them, not measuring something based solely on its function. So, of course, that would be like expensive watches and things like that, where you could get one that works the same or better for much cheaper, but you're all about that, you know, that brand or that feeling it gives you. Uh, and it overlaps, I think, a lot with social status, which we'll get to in a minute. So generosity, that money dial is, you know, if you become known for being a great tipper, you know, 25% tips, that's your minimum, 100% tips, sure, why not? You'd surprise your nieces and nephews with gifts just because, you know, every year on your birthday, you throw a huge event and raise $10,000 for your favorite charity, that sort of thing. Uh, that would be your generosity money dial. Social status. So that's paying for things that say something about your income or personal taste or style, whether it's actual or just perceived. Maybe you pay 450 a year for a Chase Sapphire Reserve card if they still have those, that get, gets you uh, airline access. 
like uh, airline lounge access for comfort and relaxation, plus car rental status to get any car you want off the lot from Corvettes to SUV and you only pay for midsize. That was somebody's example. I'd say that's almost more like a, a value and a, you know, that might be luxury. So, so like I said, luxury and social status kind of overlap to me because a lot of people want something, you know, more expensive, but it's for two different reasons. I guess the luxury is the feeling or experience you get from owning it, whereas social status is the, uh, what other people think of your income or, or personal taste based on that item. That's the best way I'd probably separate the two. The experiences money dial is, you know, skydiving. You spend money on skydiving, concerts, unique vacation activities like swimming with blue whales, dinners at Michelin-starred restaurants, things like that. The relationships money dial is not super well-defined either, but, you know, you might spend money on travel or other experiences, but uh, convenience or luxury. But uh, if it's just to be near other people that you love, that's what would make it a relationship dial. And that's why it's the why, not just the what. So it's more about, you know, the why than the what. Why do you live in an expensive area? Is it to be closer to family? You know, then relationships is your number one money dial. The travel money dial is like on January 1st, you already know where you're traveling that year. Um, they're often masters of, of points and travel hacking. They have an overflowing list of travel destinations saved up that they want to go to and their conversations all revolve around where they've been, where they're going. You know, you probably know people like this if you're not like it yourself. Uh, they have strong opinions about the right suitcase, the right way to pack, best seats on the plane, all that sort of thing. So what is your number one money dial? The best part of money dials is once that you recognize yours and you accept it, you can zoom in on what you love by turning that dial all the way up. My take on money dials, I and I, I think this is for reals, totally legit and a good practice. I think it's it's good. It's I would add that your money dial though changes over time. So there were periods of my life when I was younger that you know where experiences were my number one. Other times it was health and fitness, and I spent all my money on that. Right now mine is probably self improvement. I've spent tons of money in the last couple of years on coaching on courses, books, and programs to improve myself and learn new skills, get licensed in various things. But once I reach my goals and retire, you know, at 55, wealthy with all passive income, which is my goal, I'm almost positive my number one money dial would be freedom. So freedom to do what I want, when I want, with all three of the freedoms, which are time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom. So random thought of the day, uh, I don't know if I have one, but I could throw in something I forgot from the Since We Spoke section, which is the Rode Podcaster Pro 2 that I use for these podcasts to do your lovely sound effects you all love, is uh, I used it also for live music, and that's part of the reason I bought it, was to use it for various things. So I was able to use it finally. I set it up with a uh, transmitter for headphones. So I actually used these headphones, but I was able to go wireless um, with a pack on my belt that I wore. So I could just have the headphones, but be cordless otherwise. And had my guitar hooked up and this microphone. And I went through the mixer and I Bluetoothed my phone and played music with it and was able to play along with the music and record myself, you know, singing and playing with the music. And I thought that was really cool just for live music to do that. 
uh, even with my phone and Bluetooth, it's actually way easier than my uh, DAW workstation, my digital audio workstation thing where I record it on my computer where I have no easy way to get my phone sounds like music and stuff uh, recorded along with me. And I know there's, you know, license disputes there. I'm not publishing it. It's just for my own practice and everything. But I thought that was really cool. So uh, really neat device for live music as well as live broadcasting. So that's, I guess, my random thought of the day. So since we spoke, what I've done and learned since the last podcast, uh, I'd like to focus this on business, tell you maybe a little bit about my personal life, but I don't want to bore you to death. So since Wednesday, you know, time conf- continues to fly by. We did a ton of yard work, weed whacking, trimming, edging, things that I don't do every time I mow. But, um, you know, more on the business side, I've been thinking a lot about income goals. And if the vehicles that I'm in now will get me to my income goals. And by vehicles, I don't mean cars and all that. I mean like the, you know, quote unquote vehicle I'm using to for income, whether it's a side business, whether it's my career, things like that. So for example, if I want to double my income every year, will I be able to do that at my job, my current job, or even with my career? So the average for employees is to actually double their salary every 10 years But even with that, there's a ceiling to that where you're going to hit it and maybe you could just do it twice or so and then that's it. So that's when I realized I need a successful business and a solid plan to double my income every year. And I know it sounds like a lofty goal, but I like having lofty goals and going for them. I believe it's possible, not just for me, but for anybody. So not only that, but I want to make at least 20 grand a month in passive income so I can retire very comfortably because as soon as you have passive income coming in reliably, you don't have to work again. You don't even need a bunch saved up as long as that income is going to reliably come in. So I recommend that you get focused too, and always ask yourself if the vehicle that you're in will reach your goals. If not, you need a new vehicle and you need to focus on that new path and not 20 paths. So these are things I've learned the hard way and just sharing with you. I'm also still doing my real estate license coursework, currently at 53%. I spend about two hours a day on that. I'm trying to get more focused because I had uh, really slowed down on that for uh, for quite a few months, like for the summer. So now from the library we have. All right. I'm, uh, of course, reading Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. I'm on almost page 200. I was hoping to get there before I recorded this, but not. I'm just a little short of that. So it's been very interesting. There's a section he he talked a lot about, and I didn't read his first book, so I didn't know this about him, but he almost died like at least twice, having a very rare disease, having like a rare cancer the second time he almost died, and just goes on to talk about his positive attitude he had from this and uh, talks a lot about his days selling cutlery and how much he learned from people there and how to sell and hit goals and get focused and that sort of thing. And that's when he really learned a lot of these the two concepts he talks about for the miracle equation, which is unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort. And then over a sustained amount of time, you know, to stay consistent, which we always talk about a lot here on the show. So uh, just a great book. I don't have anything particular that stands out uh, from this chapter other than the guy has been through a ton of stuff and still persevered and became extremely successful, including writing a book, which he didn't think he had time for. And he just started waking up earlier and started writing. And, you know, he did that, I think in his twenties still, he had that as a a very 
big goal that he wanted. It was very important to him to start writing a book. So uh, time hack of the day. All right, that was kind of loud applause there, but geez. So uh, the time hack of the day is eliminate a regular chore that you have that isn't giving you value. And for me, that's making the bed and shaving daily. So I used to make the bed, nope, gave that up, not worth it. I used to shave daily. Now I do it once or twice a week, you know, depending on who I'm meeting with, et cetera. Twice a week seems to be plenty, and I save money on razors and shaving cream, and I think my skin's a little happier that I'm not uh, trying to scrape it all all the time. So I think that's all I had today. So all right, thanks for your time. Let me know what you want to hear next. Links to my books and things I mentioned are in the description as always. Check my website, KramerNow.com, and the step-by-step guides to make money online by either writing or creating videos. At the bottom, you could find links to my socials, my podcast, and books I'm reading or have read. Find me on YouTube. Just search for Mike Kramer Affiliate Marketing. Have a great day and take it easy. Hit the wrong button there for a second.